And we're back here with Under the Sombrero with our favorite Mexican friend. I'm that guy. I'm totally sure I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally that guy. You're totally right. And we're totally here on another late night, probably going to be pushing midnight by the time we finish this episode, but that's okay because we're really happy where, where this podcast is going and, and everything. So here we are with another episode. Yes, and with another new episode, a really good episode. I think that's the one was really good. So I'm so happy for that. <laughs> yeah, none of us want to wait any longer because you didn't answer my question last week. So that would be a main one of the main discussions of topic today. Are you angry because I didn't ask your question? <laughs> Maybe I'm salty a little bit. I'm not going to tell you either way. <laughs> Sorry, my friend. We got to do it for the people. Maybe the people are salty too. Yeah, but we didn't have enough time. So it, According it, to it, who? <laughs> according to, to a friend you. of mine. <laughs> what? Your closet behind you? No, or? no, no. Our producer, he said, no, guys, you, you have no time. Fernando has never said that we never have enough time <laughs> or don't have enough time. No hard feelings, but we are here to continue. There that are hard feelings. <laughs> <laughs> we are here to continue that conversation. Okay, I like it. Then let's get, get into episode 13 today. Bringing you under the sombrero from the eyes of an American and a Mexican sharing a fresh perspective of Mexico. Yeah, and well, I remember last episode we were talking about street food and it's likely that we needed more time to continue what we were saying. And here we have some dog facts as always. Yeah, I think you like are in charge of like a dog shelter or something. It's without fail with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't said that, but all, all you guys, now you know where I live. <laughs> And who I am. <laughs> At least you're helping out the community, even <laughs> though you're you're lying straight through your teeth right now. We all know that you don't own a dog shelter, but very well. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Okay, but I think okay. this is Exposed. what it is. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about food or street food, and I believe that street food here in Mexico is completely special because it's made with local ingredients. Some minutes ago, we, we, we were talking a little bit about this, but we're gonna continue talking about street food and some ingredients or some stuff that is used in the Mexican cuisine. And for instance, with la cochifangas, chili or chile, fava beans, mushrooms, and cactus, obviously, beans <laughs> and a lot of corn <clears throat> but also a lot of other special things but before we get into this i think we need to answer the question first so is it cheaper to eat at home eating breakfast or eating on the street uh well i want to say that some part of mexican population they prepare their own meals I guess that when you prepare your own food, it's cheaper than when you buy something in the street. But mm -hmm. as we all know, you, you must pay attention to different factors like, I mean, time, money, and the quality of ingredients 
And in my particular case, um, there are some seasons when I like waking up early in the morning and preparing my breakfast. And at this point, I have no idea of what percentage of people do the same. Mm -hmm. You're a pretty simple man when it comes to breakfast, no? Would you say you, you eat a pretty simple breakfast? Would you say it's less food than the majority of your people? Or what do you usually eat in terms of breakfast? Are you a normal Mexican? Mm, I don't know if I am. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. I, I, I don't know by any means, but I usually have a, a, a plat or a dish of fruit, maybe banana, papaya, apple mm -hmm. also a cup of coffee maybe <laughs> no <laughs> Only yes sometimes. sometimes not all the time because sometimes mm -hmm. i have a, a cup of tea as well and you're doing that for your hair aren't you? <laughs> sweet bread <laughs> i know you don't want to answer that that's okay <laughs> yep pan okay yes that's uh -huh. all i have usually in the in the morning so, sometimes that's when i'm home but Sometimes I, I go to work and at my work, I had my breakfast that maybe some tacos in the morning. <laughs> I mean, you live on your own. How did, how's your breakfast change from growing up with your family? Like what would you normally eat as like a family in the morning? Was it a heavier breakfast or was it something simple like this? No, when I was with my family, I had uh, a big breakfast because my family my dad or my mom they prepared food in uh, a day before and so the mm -hmm. next day we or i ate the the main dish that they prepared the day before and also my plate of fruit and also uh, <laughs> an atole or maybe a cup of coffee and something else it was completely different now i, I, I live by myself I'm a, a bit lazy. I'm a lazy guy. So you said it. I didn't. <laughs> I think that's the reason. How did your mother feel? She feels proud of me. That you're lazy and don't make your own breakfast. <laughs> no, because she, she doesn't know. All the time I say, no, yes, mom, I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm, I'm preparing all my food in the morning. I'm, I'm cooking all day long. But now she, she knows the truth and uh -huh. she's now so happy. She, she all the time, time tells me you, you need to pay, pay attention of your health or you, what you are eating. And no doubt that she's right. Well, the change starts today. It doesn't start tomorrow. So, I mean, it might be a little late to eat breakfast right now, but hey. I wouldn't recommend to eat breakfast at almost midnight, but whatever floats your boat, buddy. Maybe is is uh is the perfect time in China. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It would definitely probably be around like noon right now. I mean, it might be a little late for breakfast or like something like a brunch, but I think it wouldn't be a bad idea. Maybe I'm curious. You you mentioned that you used to eat a lot more when you were in Cuatepec or living with your family, what was like one of the favorite dishes you had for breakfast that your, your parents would make? Um, a plate 
a dish of chilaquiles. Chilaquiles rojos. <laughs> yes, that's my, my favorite one. I'm team Verde. I'm sorry. Team Verde. No, no, no. All the way. We should have like Red. a poll on Instagram. Who's team Verde and who's <laughs> team Rojo? <laughs> I think okay. it's necessary. Okay, we can do it. We know who's going to win. Who knows? Maybe you have an, an opportunity here, but I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I mean, Team Verde usually has a little extra cash. Maybe I'll pay a few people, get a few extra votes, call it good. Or maybe I can send them some uh, packages of coffee from Guatepec. Who knows who, who can win here? <laughs> You're a clever guy, eh? We'll see. I think it's a good idea to try this. I like it. <clears throat> Tell me about, since I don't think we've talked really about chilaquiles, maybe we have, but can you tell me a little bit about chilaquiles? Okay, chilaquiles are totopos swimming in a red or green, in this case, because you are saying that green... Swimming? <laughs> yes, swimming in What's a... happening here? Are there people? <laughs> What's happening? No. I don't understand. <laughs> that's, Did somebody that's... get killed for this dish? No, this is the way how I'm trying to explain what chilaquiles are. So in, in my brain or in my mind is the top of swimming in a red or green spi spicy salsa and topped with sour cream or cheese and some fresh onion. Uh -huh. That's what chilaquiles are. Queso fresco. Yes, queso fresco. Cheese. Mm -hmm. And what kind of meat, or do you prefer it with meat or without, or does it matter to you? Mm, I usually prefer, prefer chilaquiles with steak because some uh -huh. people, they, they put a chicken and also eggs, but it depends my mood. Mm -hmm. But I usually like chilaquiles with steak the most can you remember the first time that you had chilaquiles or am i going to be sharing the first time i had chilaquiles mm, i wish i could but i can't remember no it's, it's... i mean at your age it might be a little difficult <laughs> <laughs> sorry man uh, it always comes up every episode yes but yeah i'm i'm so well but do you remember your, your first time? Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, bro. It was uh, a little over two years ago. I had chilaquiles verdes. And they were homemade, actually. They weren't bought in, like, some fancy restaurant or in the streets. It was made at home. And it was chilaquiles verde con pollo with chicken. Chile, green chilaquiles with chicken and i had two options so there was spicy chilaquiles made like really spicy or there was like one that wasn't so spicy and of course me being me i went with the really spicy because i enjoy spicy food and really was, yeah of course you know me by now I show you all the sauces and stuff that I make, you know. Yes, but, like but make... it's different seeing a picture and really tasting something spicy. So I don't know. You, okay. It's what you say. You just don't even trust your friends, man. Like, 
I can't believe it. But anyways, so I remember tasting this and it, it didn't let it really hit me until like two or three tortilla chips later or for you, totopos. <laughs> and it, it just started getting hotter and hotter and hotter. I could feel like my nose like running and my eyes like watering. But I'm like, no, I'm going to finish this because this is so delicious. So, I mean, it was like for you, how you told me, like there's spicy food that's really spicy, but it's like pleasurable. It tastes really good to eat and you want to keep eating it. Probably not the best for your stomach, but it's so good that you want to kind of keep eating it and eating it if you can tolerate it. But again, maybe not the smartest thing, but definitely worth it. I wouldn't do it all the time, but I love me some chilaquiles verdes. Okay, that's, that's a, a good story that I, I didn't know, or I can't remember if you shared that one in, in the past. I mean, I've had chilaquiles verdes probably mm, four times, I think, when I was in Mexico. That was probably one of my favorite dishes, honestly. I just love the simplicity of it, and the flavor of it is so good. So it's something that, I don't know, it's just something that's really enjoyable. And I think, like you said, you can have it for breakfast and you can even have it at other times of the day. Like, as you guys say, you guys don't really say lunch in Spanish. It would be like the meal in the afternoon at like two or three o'clock, maybe four o'clock, depending on on the person. Okay. Here in Mexico, it's, it's really usual that people, we have chilaquiles in, in the morning. Mm -hmm. If you are uh, walking down, walking in the city, you can at, at in the evening or at night you can you can't find chilaquiles. It's a bit difficult. Mm -hmm. Maybe at home, as you said that you had your first chilaquiles verdes, is probably mm -hmm. more common. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no rules when it comes to eating inside. That's for sure at your home. I mean, you could have waffles for, for dinner if you want. It's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that's true. That's true. That's good to know. Appreciate that. What's the next thing that, that you want to talk about? I think it was something that you ate last week, no? Last week? What did I eat? <laughs> it starts with a B. With a B. Starts with the letter B. Come on, man. It's it's de Hidalgo. It's de Hidalgo. Maybe is I know what it is. It's barbacoa. Of I course, think it's the, the most iconic food of the state of Mexico and also the state of Hidalgo. And this mm -hmm. this this particular um, meat or this dish is made from sheep. Mm -hmm. yes sorry go ahead no no sorry i hate to interrupt you <laughs> no no go ahead go ahead I, i think saturdays and sundays are the best days to get barbacoa because people from nearby countryside come into the city to sell their homemade product so that's mm -hmm. the, the the flavor is is really great i, I love barbacoa when, when i was living in Coatepec, I, i didn't eat barbacoa 
with my family because my my dad he said that barbacoa from that place that wasn't really good but being here in mexico city because he's a, a little bit close to the state of mexico and also the state of hidalgo mm-hmm. we we can find some places good places when you can have real barbacoa no i i think like for you like you're saying like and your dad probably it's a little different because he was having it in in different states and he's used to like a particular flavor and you got grown up with like a different flavor i don't know if you've tried it in like Hidalgo, for example if you've tried barbacoa over in that state yes yes some sometime in the past i the idea it wasn't going to Hidalgo to to have barbacoa but it turned mm-hmm. out that we were there and, and it was a requirement because we were in the in the state of Hidalgo and it's really great in that place. Would you say there is a difference in like the flavors and everything and the quality of flavors in Hidalgo versus like Mexico City? Yes, flavor. There, there's something different. Also, Maybe the like texture the recipe or ingredient. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, the the texture and also because. You, you you feel when you bite barbacoa mm-hmm. that is like melting in your mouth kind of yeah yes it's really soft a, a good barbacoa and sometimes here in mexico city there are many places that they don't have that kind of meat if you had to guess i know you're not you're not cooking barbacoa in your kitchen or anything because it's quite quite the process they go into, especially in, in some of these places. I don't know if the processes are the same in Mexico City. Like having like basically a pit where they cook the, the barbacoa in, like underground. Would you say like, what would you say is, what makes it different? Is there something that you think they're doing different or they're not cooking it long enough to make it softer? Or if you had to guess. Maybe is one of the main points here is how they they raise chips. Chips, chips, chips. More of that sh. Chips. <laughs> You're good, brother. It's like the same thing with show. Remember those show. times? Yes, I remember those those times. I'm I'm still I'm still You've come a long way, my with, brother. With with that, but. Eventually, come a long way. I'm gonna do it. So I, I think that is how they raised ships, and also how they cook them. Because sometimes, or well, usually all the time, they people they need a hole underground, mm-hmm. and they put those leaves of maguey. Mm-hmm. But some people in, in, in the city, they don't do the same. They use pots instead of um, a hole in, uh, underground. So that mm-hmm. gives a different flavor, I guess. And the texture, like you're saying, I feel like it would 
it would definitely change the like integrity of the meat because the process is is i mean the process is the same but like the steps that are taken like having like you're saying like underground is different than using a pot and having these leaves and trying getting like the flavors of like the leaves and having it underground i think changes pretty much everything about it and them i don't know how long they cook it in the pots but i've seen videos where they're cooking the barbacoa in these pits overnight and then they come back the next day and then they kind of do like yeah. the unveiling of the pit yeah. and then everybody starts coming and buying the barbacoa. They're making me angry. Angry. <laughs> hey, I don't even have this opportunity <laughs> right now. You have this opportunity. It's much closer for you than it is me. It's thousands of miles away for me. Yeah. But... Sorry, sorry, but I don't have pizza from Chicago here. So it's hard to compare those two types of things i i don't Why? think it's a fair comparison there's one time you could have like okay i have the craving for some tacos mm-hmm. and another day i'm i have a craving for some good pizza and i could be like yeah i know where to go for that pizza and you'd be like okay i know where to go for those tacos there's good taco places here but it's not as bad as like i feel like we've talked about and how how Derek's wanted to hate on things like not trying uh birria here i think you need to try it here because it is good here okay. and then obviously you can still really enjoy it in mexico but there's certain foods you can enjoy here i don't know about nopales here i've tried nopales here cactus for anybody that's that's wondering yes mexicans eat cactus and it's a beautiful thing but I the flavor just changes. I don't think they travel well. I think it's too far from from the source. Yeah, nopales, cactus. <laughs> well, maybe it's because I'm here and I have mm, barbacoa around the corner of my house. I can't say this, but maybe you are right. I don't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. If you're not eating barbacoa on the weekend, what are you eating normally if you buy something in the street? Mm, I don't know. Maybe some tacos de carnitas. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. What are carnitas? Carnitas, carnitas. They're from Michoacán. We know that. Yeah. Michoacán, Mexico. I, I, uh-huh. I, I love carnitas. I love pork. And so carnitas are made for a medium-sized portion of lean pork meat. Uh-huh. So I don't know how to describe that. There's, I've seen like, tell me if I'm wrong, but I've seen some like, there's purists when it comes to everything. There's some people that sell their carnitas that say you don't need any sauce on, on your carnitas. Really? Uh-huh. No way. In Michoacan, uh, uh, not in Mexico. Okay, City. yeah, yeah. I'm uh-huh. I'm not I'm, sorry, I'm not an expert, so I know <laughs> nothing, but I, what I know is that if you have a, a tortilla and you put something in, in, in your tortilla, it becomes in into a taco. And if you have uh-huh. a taco, you need well, all the time. I'm I'm totally sure you need salsa. 
there is no no taco with sal without salsa. That's no that's not a taco. That's something else. That's something weird. So if you were to go to one of these places, I'm telling you it's the truth, Michoacan. Would you go to one of these places? Let's say you buy, you don't know, maybe by accident you go to one of these places that doesn't have any sauces. Would you would you buy your carnitas and leave this fine salsa somewhere else? Maybe, yeah, because I need salsa. I, I, I really need salsa. I need uh, onion on, on my taco. I need cilantro on my taco, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, maybe I, I haven't tried uh, taco de carnitas with no salsa, but... Uh, you couldn't dream of it? Would that be a nightmare? Yeah, but in, in my book, that's no... That You're doesn't work. <laughs> Where can we buy your book? No. No? No. You haven't published it yet? No, yet. <laughs> in my mind, in my in my... In my opinion, that's not a, a taco. So would you say salsa is the most important thing on a taco? Yes, I, I guess there are some taquerias where meat or tacos are not the best ones. But if, if they have a really good salsa, it's worth it, that, that taqueria. I, I, I've, I've had this discussion with my friends and we were talking about, oh, what's make a, a taqueria a good one and they said all the time la salsa salsa is the the main ingredient in a taco so that's the difference there are some taquerias where where i work near, nearby where i work and they have maybe 10 kinds of salsas every single day oh and they, they're changing all salsas every day so for instance, maybe on Monday they have um, peanuts salsa. Just sal- say it in Spanish first. Salsa de cacahuate. Uh-huh. Okay, mm-hmm. and and With chili de árbol, no? Yes. Well, well, there are different um, right. recipes. Yeah, maybe you can have salsa con chile de árbol and without chile de árbol, and maybe with another kind of chile. But they, they all the time are changing uh, recipes in, in that place. And maybe tacos in that taqueria are not, the, are not really good. But if you put uh, a really good salsa, it, it's different. It's, it's the perfect combination that you need in your life if you are having tacos. <laughs> So in this taqueria, do you do you like their like business model? Do you like the opportunity to have like a variety of sauces every time you go? Do you kind of like that surprise, I guess you could say, or do you like somewhere like, okay, I know what sauces I'm gonna get at this place? Or is it something like you'd rather just have like a bunch of options and new options possibly? On behalf of my friends, I'm gonna say that we we love or I love different kind of salsas and, and being surprised that, that that day like oh this is a new one what, what kind of salsa is this let's let's try it so just a surprise a surprise salsa 
tell me the truth, Sammy. Are you speaking for your friends or are you speaking for yourself? For all people around the world that loves that love tacos. Well, for for myself, but because I had this conversation with some Mexican friends, because a, a friend of mine he invited me to to that place some years ago when I was moving to. Now, when I was working here in Mexico City, he said, you need to be or you need to go to that taqueria to try no tacos, no really tacos, to try salsas to prove them because they're really good. And so he was right. He was completely right. What's one salsa that's really stuck out to you? Has there been one that's been like, it can't be like, this is my, my favorite one or like a top three favorite salsas that you have? Maybe that one that I said before, salsa de cacahuate, and another one, uh, um, a, a salsa verde, a green salsa. Yeah, those those two are the. I thought you were the Team Rojo. Yeah, but in in chilaquiles, chilaquiles <laughs> rojos, because the the salsa in chilaquiles is no uh, a kind of salsa that you put on your taco. Um, some people they say that every kind of taco needs a different kind of salsa. Some people they say you are. It, sometimes they're right. Sometimes because if you have carnitas, you you have mm-hmm. to put certain kind of salsa. If you have tacos al pastor, wait, 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 wait. what kind of salsa are we putting on carnitas? I think green one. The green mm-hmm. one is, is the, the perfect combination. Also for tacos de barbacoa, green mm-hmm. one is, is, is the, the best one. If you are having tacos al pastor, maybe uh, a reddish one. And some With people... Chipotle sometimes? Not really. Depending. I, no, I think chipotle is not something that you... It's not a flavor that you want to have with with uh taco al pastor that's my in my point of view so i'm no just to season the meat with it sorry can you repeat? just to season the meat with it just depending on the place okay yeah the way they season the meat mm, i think they use a chiote that is uh a common ingredient from the uh, yucatan peninsula that's the mm-hmm. um, uh, main ingredient in the Yucatan cuisine or in, in that place. Mm-hmm. No, the only reason I, I even said that, I remember because you got me introduced to La Ruta de la Garnacha con Lalo, Lalo Villar, my friend. He's my friend. Long, here we go again. A, <laughs> yes. a long time ago, back in. Oh man, probably in October of last year, I think you probably told me about those guys like La Capital, Oscar, and those guys. And I remember them, they visited, oh gosh, it's the one taqueria that they go out and there's like the guys bringing the tacos out to the cars. Uh, They wear, I think they wear blue and white. Yeah, I, I know what you are talking about, what taqueria, but I don't remember the name, but continue. 
I mean, if anybody makes it this far, we should do a giveaway. If somebody can answer the the question and name the Taqueria. If somebody messages us, I'll, I'll I'll throw them an Amazon gift card. We'll do that. If somebody listens to the end of this podcast episode, yeah, we'll do a small giveaway. <clears throat> yes, but no. What I'm what I'm trying to say is there was a there was one of the salsas that they were eating lalo and an oscar and oscar commented like it was weird like he was tasting one salsa with chipotle on his on their tacos up west store that that place is quite quite known for amongst others that <laughs> i think we don't really have time to to do that in this episode we're gonna have to dedicate an entire episode to taco sal pastor because there's an, a whole nother history behind that and there's just too much to 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 give you and we'd rather give you guys some a better viewpoint of taco sal pastor than rather to talk about it for just like five minutes yes don't worry about it we can talk about this in another episode but yes tacos al pastor there are many taquerias of tacos al pastor here in mexico city and do, do, do you remember that show on netflix mm, about tacos tacos de crónica or ah yeah chronicles las crónicas del taco I'm trying to think what it would be in english Tanaco the taco chronicles okay okay Uh all right i watched every episode what do you mean (laughs) because (laughs) the the other day uh, a friend of mine she told me that she wanted to go to a taqueria called los Güeros, and that taqueria they were orange right yes they were orange orange. yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. orange with with white and so we went there and What's the name of that? Did you taco? see the bald guy that's the owner? Was he there? No, no. I oh, man. Maybe not that night. I only know a little bit of the story that his, this guy, the, the bald guy I was talking about, it's the son. His father opened it a very long time ago and then handed it down to his son. And his son took over the, the business, the taqueria. Oh, I didn't know that, or maybe mm-hmm. I, I I knew that, but I I'm lost now. So mm-hmm. that that day, for sure, that day this guy wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But is a, a really big taqueria, and I I've never been there. Mm-hmm. And that night I tried those tacos, and I I'm sure they're really great. I that's. I think that's why that taqueria appeared in that show on, on Netflix. Were they your favorite or no? Maybe, yeah. Maybe? Yeah, because they there are pineapple on them. Yeah, because there are another ones like mm, El Torito is a another one. Also Los Cocuyos and what's the, the other one, Los? if i can remember the name there's one really interesting one just to kind of tease people with sorry probably all all of our chilangos already know this but there's a a car shop that's a car shop during the day and a taqueria at night 
Yeah, yes, I know what the career you are talking about. Obesitante or algo, something like that. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Yep. I remember. There is one thing. There is one thing I want to mention before because we've talked a lot about tacos, and I want you just to touch on this real quick. I think it's quite interesting, like all the different types of taco we have. Like, there's almost no part of the animal that's not used. No, almost every type of, I mean, not every type, every like part of the animals. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Even if you something that you think now this is not possible to eat. Mexican we we find a, a way to eat it like tacos de ojo <laughs> oh tripas gods what do you think of i tacos tacos de, de ojo oh, I, I don't know I, I i haven't tried it it just sounds like a science experiment i just don't know I, for me it's something it's just like they say not to knock it till you try it. Don't hate on it till you try it. But uh, that one, I think there's an exception. I, I just can't imagine eating an eye from an animal. That just, everything about that just turns me off. Yeah, or brain tacos. That's the, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, yeah, but sesos is in Spanish. Oh, See, I no no no. I don't think I, I like them. I, I, I tried them in, in the past, but no, no. It, it wasn't a, a good experience. What was the flavor like? Oh, so disgusting. It? No, no, I can't. I can't do it. And I don't want to do it. <laughs> you were like, wakala. Yes. Las palabras de un mexicano. You're like, yuck. And the words of a Mexican... <laughs> Yeah, no, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to recall that that day. It, it was just once. It it was just one time when I had tacos de de sesos. But oh no, man, it was really, really bad. <laughs> it was a one and done. It was a once in a lifetime opportunity and experience for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, very well. I think we did a, a good job of covering a lot of the topics again in, in this limited time. And I think that we can definitely kind of expand on this because, I mean, there's we, we barely even made a dent. There's so much to talk about within Mexican street food and, and even Mexican food. And we've only touched like this little much. <laughs> very little but yes. is there anything else you'd like to add before we we end this episode no i just want to say that our, a really good guy who is teaching english in italki so guys go there <laughs> i forgot to mention that actually i appreciate that but you can learn any language. You don't have to take lessons with me. You don't have to take English lessons if you don't want to. You can wait but, for me. Yeah, you can wait for Zemi yeah. or you can take Chinese, Japanese. No, no, I can do that. I can teach them Japanese and also Italian and Chinese and what else? French. Mm, yeah, just Spanish. <laughs> Spanish, yeah. Let's stick with Spanish first, man, and then learn your third language. And... Maybe you can teach English after. Yeah, and and we're waiting 
some friends of mine because they they speak Spanish and they're learning English. They are waiting for our episode in Spanish. They're really excited for that episode. We've been no getting little little sprinkles and everything of Spanish here and there and and episodes. It's never a hundred percent. No, but they're, in, they're in waiting English, for a completely episode in English. They want to know about your city. They want to know about yourself. I can't talk. Soy mexicano, obviamente. Tú me dijiste que ya eres mexicano, hermano. Yeah, that's. That, you already told me that I'm Mexican and yeah. that I'm. <laughs> the story comes from from a video when Mexico played against Korea in in the soccer World Cup in the World Cup yeah. World Cup and so because thanks to the the Korean team we we Mexicans keep playing in the World Cup so uh, so Mexicans find or some Mexicans found a Korean guy in, at the street and they were like, hey, hermano, ya eres mexicano. <laughs> I can't even imagine being there in person. That would have been hilarious to actually like, be messing with this guy and having fun with him and, <laughs> and everything. I, I love the video. Yeah, that guy was like, what's going on here? Who, who yeah, are he's those a bit guys? lost. He's a bit lost. <laughs> yeah. But I'm okay. Sure he, I'm sure he's seen the video online and he can look back at it and have a good laugh, but I already heard you want to leave. I, I hear that in your voice. Yeah. It's time to go. You're the one always ending these episodes now. <laughs> yes. Am I that guy? <laughs> For two weeks in a row now. Okay. Goodbye, Andrew. Goodbye, friends. Thanks for being with us tonight. Don't don't tell me I have to do this two weeks in a row. I'm Andrew. I'm Semi from Mexico. Oh, there we go. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.